Welcome to Coog's Talk Stock from WSU Extension, a science-based podcast about animal agriculture for those that raise food animals, those that are interested in learning how, and those that want to learn more about where their food comes from. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Coog's Talk Stock. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Natasha Moffitt-Hemmer, 4-H and Master Gardener Coordinator for WSU Extension in Okanagan County. Welcome back to Coog's Talk Stock Podcast with WSU Extension. I am excited for today's episode because we get to have the Washington State Department of Agriculture back on with us, but this time with their Livestock Inspection Program Assistant, Brennan Kimball. Please welcome Brennan to our show. Thanks for joining us, Brennan. Thank you for having me. So first things first, I want to know a little bit about you. How did you end up in the WSDA office? What's your background? Just give us a little introduction of who you are. So I've been working at WSDA um, in the Livestock Inspection Program for three and a half years. I started as a customer service specialist. Um, Before that, I've been working as a veterinary assistant for about 12 years Um. And actually, I started at Washington State University Veterinary Teaching Hospital um, as an animal care technician. Where Um, we met. Yes, that's (laughs) very true. Um, So uh, I also grew up up around horses. Um, So kind of the background in the veterinary aspect and, and regulatory piece at WSU kind of helped me get the job and the foundation uh, for what I do at WSDA now. That's awesome. So you've always kind of been in the livestock animal science world. And so it was a perfect sector going into the WSDA and focusing on livestock identification. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you jumping on today. And we're going to talk a little bit about Ector. Um, This mostly will pertain to cattle producers, right? Most people aren't going to be interested in the subject unless they have cattle or are interested in raising cattle. Um, This isn't really a topic just for anyone listening. Just to give you a heads up, Ector really is applicable to cattle uh, transactions. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today is Ector. Will you tell us what that stands for and what it is? So, Ector is our electronic cattle transaction reporting system. Um, in 2019, we had a legislation that let us open up our Ector system to all cattle producers. It used to just be dairy producers um, who wanted to report a change of ownership or out of stock, out of state movement for their cattle. Um, There's kind of a bit of a limitation on it. It can't be used at public livestock markets as there's multiple consigners and multiple buyers. Um, Special sales that also take place at public livestock markets um, or certified feedlots where there's no change of ownership. Um, So anytime a producer uh, has 840 tags in their cattle and want to sell them or want to take their cattle out of state to show them or anything like that, they can definitely use Ector. That's awesome. Instead of having to go through all the other processes they normally do. Exactly. So what are the requirements for using Ector? You mentioned that these are for cattle producers who use RFID tags, but what else do they need to do in order to use Ector? So um, the requirements to use Ector is you have to have an Ector license. So basically you um, go online and pay for a... um, 
a license. And in order to use the system, you have to have 840 RFID tags in your cattle. So um, they have to be individually identified. And that's the kicker for Ector is that 840 tag is required to be able to use them. That's how we're tracing the individual animal. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is the... the um, really integrity piece of having the owner's recorded Washington brand or other proof of ownership documents um, being able to be audited in the Ector system. So for example, if you bought a cow at a public livestock market and you it already has an 840 tag and you decide, hey, I want to sell my cow um, and you have an Ector license, you can now go on to Ector and you can sell that cow to somebody else and report your transaction online. Um, if the cow is branded with somebody else's brand, you can draw the brand in. You can upload your proof of ownership. So that integrity piece for asset protection and theft deterrence is still there using this online system. Um, the other requirement is that the transactions are required to be reported within 24 hours. And um, the producers have to keep accompanying paperwork or proof of ownership for three years, just in case there is a, an additional audit where we need to see the physical paperwork. Okay. So, Ector, in order to use Ector, you're still doing all the other things that we normally do, but this is like a streamlined system for being able to do transactions and keep records and keep track of, you know, sales and, and purchases. Exactly. So is Ector a replacement, and you kind of touched on this, but is Ector a replacement for brand inspection? So it's kind of an alternative way. Uh, Washington state law says that when cattle change ownership, they have to have a brand inspection as well as when they leave the state. And so Ector is kind of an alternative way to to still meet those requirements, um, but it's more cost effective and efficient to be able to report it online. It also gives us the extra piece of the traceability for the individual animal. So it also kind of ties into our animal disease traceability program. So you mentioned that brand inspections are legally required in Washington state in order to sell cattle or move them out of state. Is Ector a legal replacement for brand inspection? Has the law been altered to allow for Ector? Yes. So when we went to the legislation and Ector was enacted to be used for all cattle producers, they um, made that part of the law to say that you must get a brand inspections at these mandatory um, places. So public livestock markets, change of ownerships, out-of-state movement, etc. And Ector can be used for change of ownership and out-of-state movement. That was something that was um, adjusted in our revised Code of Washington. Okay, awesome. So, and I think that's where some people get confused because it's a relatively new way to record livestock identification is just making sure that that is a legal replacement for brand inspection if you choose to use it. And of course, limited in the situations where you can't use it at public livestock markets, special sales at public livestock markets, or certified feedlots. But in those other situations, you can replace the brand inspection using this. Absolutely. Okay. So how much does this cost? You mentioned that this is a more cost-effective way to identify cattle before sales or moving out of state. Um, But what is the actual price on this? 
So the Ector license is $33 a year. That's if you sign up brand new or if you renew. And it expires June 30th of every year, um, no matter when you sign up. So if you sign up April 1st, it still expires June 30th. That's something that's written in the rule. Um, That's your fiscal year, July 1st to June 30th. Correct. That's something that's in the law or in Mm -hmm. the rule. I'm sorry. So um, for Ector, it's $1.30 per head. And our ID rate, so cattle that have an 840 RFID tag or branded with the owner's recorded brand is actually $1.21. And Ector Mm is $1.30. And I understand there's a little bit of difference there. However... Um, when a brand inspector comes out to do an inspection, there is a $20 call-out fee that is applied. There is no call-out fee for Ector. So it's just a straight $1.30 per head. And then the applicable animal disease traceability fee of $0.23 cents per head, which is used when cattle are sold or go out of state. So in any Ector transaction, you're going to have that animal disease traceability fee. And then you're going to have that $1.50 per head um, of beef commission, which is only when cattle are sold. That's typically a fee when you're doing brand inspection anyways. Exactly. The ADT and beef commission are still when you go see a brand inspector. So the cost effective piece that I talk about is really saving that $20 um, call out that you have to pay when the brand inspector comes out. so it's mm-hmm. that dollar thirty per head that really kind of saves not only that twenty dollar call, but uh, you're not sitting waiting for the brand inspector and wasting time, um, which is is really helpful sometimes when you got a busy ranch going on. Yeah, or if you have kind of a last minute sale that you can't get a brand inspector there in time for. I know in our county. Uh, we really struggle with brand inspectors. So it's it's a really good option when it's hard to get a brand inspector out to your ranch. Absolutely. Are there any current promotions for using Ector? Anything to try and encourage our cattle producers to start using it? So we um, have a couple of promotions going on right now. First one is going to be for new users. Um any new user that signs up to use Ector are eligible to receive free 840 RFID tags um, based on your herd size. So when they go to when a producer goes to register, they have the option of picking how many free tags they'd like. You have 40 tags and one applicator free for producers with herds of 50 head or less. And we also offer 100 tags and one free applicator for producers with herds of more than 50 head. Um, those are, this is only for new Ector users um, registering for the first time. And um, the second promotion that we have going on is actually for renewals. We just started this year um, for actor renewals that anybody who renews um, is eligible for free tags based on the number of head that they put through Ector the year before. Okay. So there's a couple of incentives for both the new producers interested in joining and the ones renewing. 
That's exactly. a, a great way to get people to uh, be interested in this program. And something that popped into my head while you're talking about this, and I'm in the 4-H youth livestock world. So is Ector something that's being used at fairs? I know Grant County and some other fairs are using the RFID tags for their livestock. Is Ector something they're able to use at those fairs? So the problem kind of with the fairs is that you have multiple 4-H kids um, that come in. So usually when a brand inspector goes out to do a fair, you have the fair basically sponsoring the sale. So you have a bunch of different kids and then the fees all kind of get lumped into one. Mm -hmm. If if 4-H kids wanted to use Ector, they would have to apply for a license and they would have to report the change of ownership in Ector. Okay. Um, So it's not really applicable because each youth would have to have their own license to report these sales in Ector. Right. And it's it's probably not cost effective for them to buy a license to do one head every year. That makes sense. But the RFID tags are still really helpful for the fairs because they can be scanned as the animals are coming in instead of visual identification of tag numbers. Absolutely. And they still get that ID rate. If they have um, the 840 RFID tags, they still get $1.21 a head. So they're still getting some savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great option for fares. That And that was just a question that totally randomly popped in my head. I was just curious if it was something, was be, something that was being used at fares or not. So you mentioned premises identification number, the PIN. Do we need those to use Ector? So the premise ID number is basically where the tags are sent. So it's an address. This is where the tag starts. So if I'm putting an 840 RFID tag in my cow, this is us documenting where that tag is born, where it's where it's starting. And so the premise number is just linked to where the address is. Um, it, it's... ADT needs to know where to send the tags to, and that's pretty much as simple as it is. Um, you don't have to have a premise number to use Ector, but if you want to take um, advantage of the promotions or order 840 RFID tags, producers will have to have that premise ID number, and they can get that through our Animal Disease Traceability Program. And it's just as simple as registering your address. Okay. And I know that some um, some purchasing of livestock animals requires that premise identification number anyways. Sometimes fairs will require the animals to be purchased from locations with premise identification numbers. So it's a really common thing for people to register for anyways. Um, so why not take advantage of those promotions? Right. How might using Ector benefit a cattle producer? So why should we as cattle producers be interested in using this program? How can it help us? Well, there's really two big um, benefits. So first one is, um, you know, Ector really helps with the animal disease traceability piece. Um, Having that 840 tag in the ear really helps them trace where an animal has been if there's a disease outbreak. Um, And it really uh, can reduce the time um, tracing back where cattle have been. Um, And it also is efficient for the user because they can, they can, 
um, track their animal health requirements using that official ID. So that's something that animal health, you know, really likes on these 840 tags. And that's a separate program than us, but we work very closely with animal disease traceability. Um, the second real benefit to this is really the ease of using it and how simple it is to use. Um, you know, we have a, a ranch that uses it quite often and they buy, buy cow or buy and sell cows quite frequently. And so being able to have a buyer say, Hey, I want to buy a cow. They can go on Ector, report the transaction, and then the buyer can show up the next day and buy their, their cow. They get their money and they give them their certificate and they're out the door. It's, it's very easy to be able to, um, use the system and get the paperwork and document that you need to satisfy. Um, the law in Washington state, um, and also the cost effective piece that I talked about earlier. It's a dollar 30 per head. Um, but you're not getting that $20 call out fee of having the brand inspector come out to the property or wasting your time waiting, like we mentioned, which is a There's huge thing. Well. Yeah. And really, as a cattle producer myself, I the disease traceability thing is huge because if there's a disease outbreak and we've been in contact with someone or we've sold an animal that was uh, exposed to that disease or whatever it might be, being able to look back and trace that instantly to the animals that we've sold and the animals that possibly have the illness or disease is a huge thing for us because instead of waiting months and months to make sure we didn't spread whatever it is, we are able to figure it out pretty instantly and stop that spread. And that saves us a ton of money in the long run because we can stop it a lot quicker than you know having to go back through books and brand inspections and figuring out where things went. Absolutely. So I, you gave me a couple of links for using this program, and I will post those on our episode uh, information. But once they go to that website to sign up for Ector, what does the process look like to apply for and start using it? So it's just a simple one-page registration to fill out. Um, so it's basically your name, your farm name is what we call it, or ranch name, your physical address, your mailing address. Um, You'll set up a password for your login. Um, you'll fill out a secret question in case you lose your password. Um, and you can register a brand on that um, page. So if you already have a registered brand in Washington, you can put that brand on your Ector account to use if you have branded cattle. Um, so that's kind of all the full first page registration entails, pretty simplistic um, information that you're entering. And then you have the option to upload any proof of ownership if you have any or know that you will use some. Um, most people don't upload it at the, at the time that they register, but it is an option. And then you pay. You pay for your $33 for your license fee. It goes straight to the bank website. You can use an e-check or a credit card. Um, and it, it works real time. Um, so as soon as your payment goes through, then it takes you right back to Ector and you can start your transactions immediately. Awesome. So it seems like a pretty easy online system. It is. It is. Even if you have a brand that you have to get validated, that usually only takes a day. 
um, everything's pretty quick through Ector. That's good to know. Uh, time is important <laughs> as cattle ranchers. Time is a really important thing. So it's good that it's easy and good that it's a quick turnaround. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about Ector before we log off? Um, so there's kind of two other things that I would like to mention. We do have some producers that are a little hesitant to use um, Ector Duke due to the computer and internet issue of actually getting online and using technology, um, or maybe they don't have good internet um, or the inability to use Ector from a mobile device. I know that I have had multiple producers who definitely um, struggle with computers, but talking them through the phone and, and and getting them step-by-step using Ector, they're getting more comfortable in using that. So... I definitely say to people listening in the industry, if you are thinking about using Ector, it is a very easy system to use. Um, And I try to be available for anybody who has questions or is not understanding how to use it. I definitely spend time going step by step and making it as easy for the producers as possible. The other thing I'd like to mention is that since Ector has been out, um, we have actually taken feedback from producers who have used it um, to make the system more user-friendly. They talk about how they wanted an easy repayment piece, as if their credit card didn't go through or their computer timed out, they would have to call me and then I'd have to run everything through finance. We made an automated repayment piece So let's say you run to go get your credit card and your computer times out. The click of a button, you can get back on the bank website and continue your payment. You don't have to re-enter in your transactions um, or cattle or 840 tag numbers or anything. The other piece was um, they wanted headcount at the bottom of the certificates uh, to reconcile the number of cattle that a buyer was getting. Sometimes we have a hundred head on one certificate and they wanted to be sure that the number of cattle at the end matched what they were selling. Um, there's also the piece of online renewals where it's just the click of a button to renew your Ector license every year. Super easy. And if you use an e-check, there's no convenience fee. Um, it used to be a dollar for people who used an e-check and they got rid of that. Um, so there's no fee in using an e-check. So we hope to make more improvements and enhancements to the system in the future based on user feedback. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that you guys are taking honest feedback from the producers because they're the ones that will help make it a really effective and efficient program for you. Well, and they're the ones who are going to use it. So anything that makes it easier or makes them want to use it, we definitely want to hear hear about it and see how we can um, you know, get them what they need, but also follow the laws in Washington state and the regulatory piece and asset protection, but still making it super user-friendly. That's great. I love to hear that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I sure hope I can have the WSDA on again in the future. Um, You guys have been really awesome guests. So thanks for joining. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Cougs Talk Stock podcast brought to you by Washington State University Extension. You can review, rate, and subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen. Find us online at soundcloud.com forward slash Cougs Talk Stock, where the additional resources from our podcasts are linked. Let us know if you have any burning questions or suggestions. 
at CoogsTalkStock at WSU.edu. This podcast is brought to you by Hannah Browse, Sarah Drager, Dr. Don Llewellyn, and Natasha Moffat-Hemmer, and is produced by Connors Communications at Washington State University. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by guests of this podcast are their own and does not imply Washington State University's endorsement.